Chapter Nine of Vinzi, a story of the Swiss Alps by Johanna Spiri, translated by Elizabeth P. Stork. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Anita Sloma Martinez. Chapter Nine: Surprises, but not only for Rusli. During the months of September and October, Vincennes Lessa was always very busy. He usually went about in excellent spirits, as he had good reason to rejoice over the blessings of his harvest. But this fall he was often silent, and could be seen standing still, staring in front of him absent-mindedly. Apparently his thoughts were busy with something which worried him. His son's future occupied him day and night, and left him no peace, for he loved Vinzi dearly, and was as proud of him as only a father can be every one was fond of vinzi but he wished him to realize his fortunate prospects thousands would envy him the smooth care-free life which lay before him all he needed was to have his eyes opened vincennes lessa after pondering deeply for a long long while finally reached a conclusion one day he entered the living-room and found his wife busy mending his old coat needless to say her thoughts were also busied with the same problem constantly occupying them both. "'I am going to take the boy away on Sunday,' he said upon entering. "'I'll take him to my brother in Freiburg, who will be only too glad to get Vinzi. There is always lots of work till winter time. Vinzi can't count on many distractions there, so it will be good for him if he has plenty to do.' Mrs. Lessa's work slipped out of her hands— pale with dread she gazed at her husband have you thought about the condition your brother is in vincennes do you remember what name they call him by she asked dreadfully frightened in her mind's eye she saw vincy before her staring in front of him as he was wont to do and her brother-in-law's pathetic figure right beside him that does not matter answered her husband my brother is not vicious he only hates giving orders he does not like to work but his mind is quite clear enough to know that the place needs a master besides a servant that is why he wants me to come back or send him my boy vinzi is not stupid as soon as he sees that he can give orders he'll get a liking for it which is the first step to knowledge it is the best way out for him believe me i have thought it out and i mean to go on sunday Mrs. Lessa wished to raise other objections, but everything she said seemed only to confirm her husband's statement that he had found the right place for Vinzi, so she remained silent. When her husband had gone, and she was left alone with her own thoughts, she remembered her great grief when Vinzi had been sent away before, how differently things had gone with him from what she had feared. She had really been ungrateful to God, for he had brought her lad to kindly people. Why should she begin to worry and doubt again, as if she knew better what was good for Vinzi? She would put everything into his hands with the confidence that the good Father in heaven meant well with all his children, and would lead hers also to final happiness. This thought calmed her. She decided to talk it all over with Vinzi, who as yet knew nothing of his near departure. She found it better to prepare him by telling him about the farm of his ancestors then he would understand that he was sent away because someone was needed on the place that evening when she heard vinzi coming home she called him in he had been out in the woods all day with his father 
as the father had work to do in the barn and stable he would not miss the boy stefelli who ran in at once was sent off on an errand to the barn in the hope that she would probably remain a considerable time with her old friends in the stable but stefelli had noticed that the mother had something special in mind regarding vinzi and as she wanted to hear it all she returned in a twinkling the mother however was not desirous of her presence go over to the barnyard she said and look for eggs in every nook and corner you know that the chickens lay them sometimes where one least suspects them bring them here afterwards but be sure to look everywhere stefelli ran as fast as she could go but she had barely left the house when she came running back flinging open the door she cried he is coming back he is coming back the next moment she was gone again the mother and vinzi looked at each other the same thought had flashed through their heads but it seemed so impossible that they did not dare to mention it the door opened again and what they had thought impossible really had come to pass stefelli triumphantly entered at the side of mr delrick whose hand she was holding the surprise was so great for vinzi and mrs lessa that neither could say a word but pure joy gleamed from their faces i changed my plans said mr delrick after the first greetings my friends are returning to germany another way and therefore i had to come back once more your relatives up there loaded me with greetings for vinzi and i am glad to bring them to him myself if i had gone to germany another way i could not have done so and the good people insisted on my delivering them they treated me as an old friend because i brought them vinzi's greetings vinzi's eyes gleamed with pleasure and the bliss of remembrance did you see them all the grandfather and pater sylvanus too he asked expectantly yes everybody and they all seem to love you vinzi replied mr delrick your good uncle lorenz and his wife could not tell me enough about your happy times together mr delrick also described how pleased the three boys had been with their gifts they sent their warmest thanks rusli did not let his present leave his hands wherever he walked or stood he held on to the red silk bag filled with fine agate marbles he had sent a special message for vinzi which mr delrick had not quite understood but hoped vinzi could make out rusli wanted vinzi to know that he would never in his life tickle them any more he had never thought a surprise could be so lovely at that moment the father entered in surprise over his guest he stood stock still for a moment mr delrick had risen to greet him oh i am glad it's true said lessa with joyful eyes shaking the proffered hand heartily i always thought this would happen somehow it has been so empty here since you left welcome again to our house he added strengthening this sentiment with a renewed shaking of the hand let us sit down to supper now my wife is sure to have something special for you she couldn't be less happy than i am at your coming mrs lessa had already disappeared to prepare supper the meal passed most pleasantly as the joy of seeing mr delrick again had driven away all gloomy thoughts when every one rose from the table mr delrick said i'd like to have a little talk with you out on the bench the way we used to do but don't forget your pipe never replied vincennes lessa 
mrs lessa understood that mr delrick desired to speak to her husband alone so she kept the children with her indoors as soon as the men were seated on the bench mr delrick began i suppose mr lessa you have guessed that i had a reason for coming back and changing my plans you do nothing without a good reason replied the other thoughtfully i must tell you something which is so important that i wanted to lose no time continued mr delrick i had planned to spend a day on the mountain to give vinzi's messages in person and to look up his friends there first i called on your worthy cousin mr lorenz lessa and his wife these good people could not speak enough about vinzi they miss him so much for he made life exceedingly pleasant for old and young with his songs and music i suppose a father likes to hear that the latter nodded then i visited the old grandfather in the tower who was greatly touched by vinzi's message he said that vinzi had given him the most beautiful hours he had had for years the times your boy had trained the chorus to sing to the old man it is the grandfather's dearest wish to have the boy play for him when he is taking his last journey i think that this must have been more than a light little song for it could not otherwise have made such a deep impression on the grandfather what do you think mr lessa vincennes lessa silently nodded again when i asked the grandfather if peter sylvanus knew anything about music he grew quite talkative he told me that peter sylvanus had been a very fine musician and had spent many years in a college in rome he had sought out the solitude on the mountain voluntarily and had lived there many years doing good i found him just the man i was looking for mr delrick went on a man who could give me an opinion on vinzi's talent so of course i went to see the monk as soon as he heard that i came from vinzi he was very friendly and immediately asked me what the boy was doing with his music then i told him that i had come especially to find out what he thought of vinzi's gift the good monk grew enthusiastic you ask me if he has talent he exclaimed the boy is simply full of music when i studied with him i never had the feeling of teaching him anything it was more like drawing everything out of him in order that i could judge he told me that the first melody vinzi had composed and had worked out by himself was so original and lovely that he himself often played it vinzi had also composed a tune to some words and this had simply won every one's heart the cowherds on the pastures as well as the girls at their spinning wheels would often sing it the young lads whistled it in the barns and stables and people all about hummed it and called it our song no one quite remembered where it had come from and it had grown to be the favorite property of the whole mountainside i don't doubt the boy's talent any longer mr lessa and i hope you also are convinced that it is worth while to open the way for such a gift and develop it i am sure you mean to do so mr lessa for a while the farmer deeply pondered blowing clouds of smoke into the air then he said thoughtfully and what then to develop it will mean to teach the boy to make music till he won't want to do anything else but vincennes lessa wants no musician for a son they are a shiftless crowd and vinzi has a good home if he once begins to wander about he won't ever be able to settle down and that will be his ruin how can you expect me who realizes all this to start him on it no sir you can't expect this 
at this unexpected reply mr delrick remained silent a considerable time passed till he said calmly after ripe consideration apparently i can't get you beyond the idea of his becoming a travelling musician but let me make you a proposition i hope you still have some confidence in me i have the other replied firmly good then i'll propose that you should let me have your boy for a year or longer i'll do for him what i would do for my own son if he comes back and you still think as you do to-day a year among strangers will not have harmed him if he is to spend the rest of his life here on the farm it won't be bad if he has learned something that never has hurt anybody yet lessa after considering suddenly came to a determination that can't be sir he said decisively mr delrick asked the reason for this sudden statement i can't possibly send my son into your house for a whole year when you have paid me more for just a few weeks than was necessary vincennes lessa explained mr delrick smiled i live alone in a large old house which is very still and empty having the boy with me will make a most welcome change as you can see for yourself he will bring new life into my existence but if you are not yet satisfied i promise to come to you as guest as often as i want to until we are absolutely even you know how much i like it here please let us settle it mr lessa i can only hope you will never regret it vincennes lessa could not help thinking to himself that a year among strangers would benefit vinzi greatly after all the boy had seen very little of other people's lives he would meet boys of his own age struggling for their existence and that might teach him to be grateful for his own good fortune to be taken to the paved streets of a city from his free life in the country might even make him homesick and anxious to come back before the year was out the father would not ask for more all agree said vincennes lessa firmly pressing the proffered hand to conclude the bargain i only want to say one more word if vincey should wish to come home sooner than we have settled you must let him come mr delrick willingly promised then he rose in order to communicate the husband's new plan to the anxious mother while his companion took his accustomed evening trip through the barn and stable mrs lessa could find no words to express her gratitude and joy over this new turn events had taken now vincey was saved from staying with his dreadful uncle and how wonderful was the way by which he had been spared even if she did not quite know what mr delrick meant to do with vincey she was overjoyed at the prospect that her boy was to spend a whole year with such a man vincey likewise knew no more about his immediate future but looked forward to everything with joyful confidence mr delrick had told him that pater sylvanus wishes in regard to him were to be carried out this meant that he was going to be happy three days later came another day of parting no one was sad this time because each had some consolation only stefelli rebelled a little for it seemed to the poor child that no one on earth was compelled to be as lonely as she was in the winter which followed stefelli had to take many a solitary walk she had no companion on her way to school and got very weary going alone twice daily to and fro as she was of a most sociable disposition this occasioned her many a bitter sigh from time to time mr delrick sent news about vincey 
Mrs. Lessa read the letters aloud to her husband, and the reports were always good. Vinzy was well and busy with his studies. The boy sent hearty greetings to his family, and the missive always concluded with kind words from Mr. Delrick. He spoke of his great joy in having the boy with him and watching his rapid development. When the father had breathlessly listened to these reports about his son's welfare, he often showed some disappointment. He always seemed to be waiting for some message which did not come. "'Is that all?' he would ask when his wife had finished. After she had assured him that she had read every word, he silently went away. His wife had guessed long ago that he waited for something which did not happen. She felt that he would have been more pleased if Vinzy were less happy and showed some inclination to come home. This caused new anxieties in her heart, and she wondered what would happen when Vinzy returned. If he did according to his father's wishes, he would never be satisfied, and if his father let him do the work the boy had chosen, a breach would remain between the two, for the father would never be reconciled to the thought that his son would become a strolling musician. She remembered the unspeakable joy of her husband when their son was born. He had indefatigably worked for the little one, and nothing had ever been too good for him. When he looked at his son, he was glad to be able to say, He could have everything he wants some day. A great pity for her husband surged up in her at these thoughts, and she felt as if she must call Vinzy home. But the next moment she had to think again. But then poor Vinzy will feel unhappy. In her agitation she was glad that she had nothing whatever to decide in the matter, but the greatest consolation of all was the knowledge that one above her, who saw further and knew everything, would decide the final outcome for them all. End of chapter 9